Today on Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're going to be talking about a lot of feedback. A lot of you guys have been sending in things about the Secret Invasion trailer and all kinds of other stuff, so we're going to talk about it. All that right that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley Coffin. How are you doing tonight? I'm fabulous you know right off easter i'm all relaxed mm-hmm. got some stuff going on a little tired don't want to go back to work the usual nice yeah i had a uh, crazy well i had a very sleepy easter because i played at gulf shores alabama which is four and a half hours away but you know with stops so it was five hours because the with the trailer eats gas the car eats gas when you're driving with the trailer so I had to stop yeah. a lot and so it was like five hours back after we ended at midnight and we drove down that morning. So we had to like leave at 7 a.m. and I got back at like 5 a.m. Oh, God. Basically a 22 hour work day. No, thank you. It was, uh, it was rough. It was rough. But so Sunday was Easter and I didn't have anywhere to be. So like I basically just slept all of Sunday. It was, it was nice. <laughs> oh. It's a good recovery day. Yeah, we went out to dinner at this uh, place downtown that is a London based restaurant. So it was very hearty food. I slept today till like 9 30, which is unheard of. Oh, man. It's impressive for you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have the early day job, so you're used to the early early hours. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the cat. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to get into some feedback today, just like re- running through some, some patron feedback and some other feedback. Let's, yeah, let's see what we got here, what we got here. Up first, we have Dylan Frazina. Please let me know if I'm saying your name wrong. One of our patrons uh, says, oh, man, have you guys checked out the Secret Invasion trailer? Well, yes, we have. You can check it out on YouTube. You can see our full breakdown of it. Um, There's a part where someone says, where are the Avengers? And the next shot is to a silhouette of what looks like the back of Captain America! Exclamation point. Question mark. Uh, Clearly, if it is, it will be a scroll, but it could mean getting a lot of familiar faces that we have all missed. Aww. I feel like people need to let go of the fact that at any time soon, we're going to have anybody like Chris Evans coming back to do anything. Yeah. I They're think just kind of done right now. I think it's probably true. Uh, they might come back for something small, but I think like they're, they're taking a break. Um, and you know, if, and, and I think rightfully so, but yeah. uh, the, I went back and looked at that shot. I don't, th- I, you know, it's funny that you said that Dylan, when I first saw that shot, I thought the same thing. Like I just, for whatever reason, that guy's back kind of elicits the shape of Captain America's back. I, like, I a Dorito? I, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just that he's a very fit fellow. But like, I'm pretty sure it is the young scroll, the young young uh, black man who's playing a scroll. Who like earlier in the episode, you see like seven of him in the same room or whatever when he's in that like mm-hmm. classroom. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the same character. Like his hair looks more like that guy than it does Caps. So I'm pretty sure that's it. But I love the idea that we would see a lot of like familiar faces. Like even if the scrolls just for a second, kind of like in uh, Thor two, when we get Loki changing into Chris Evans for a second, like I would love it yeah. if they were just like teasing Nick Fury and they were changing into different uh, Avengers. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, there I, is I some fun it. little news that uh, could be news, could be a spoiler. I don't know. But Ken plays this game, this Marvel puzzle quest, and they, they don't align with the movies. But every time new movies, and new characters are coming out, they put them on the game, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. And like I was trying to explain to him, he's like, well, I think that the Fantastic Four are going to get uh, introduced in Secret Invasion. And I was like, huh, 
tell me, non-Marvel fan, why do you think that? <laughs> He's like, oh, because this guy is here and he has all the same uh, powers as uh, the Fantastic Four. And I was like, yeah, this Super Scroll. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, why wouldn't they not introduce him, the Fantastic Four if, you know, this guy got his powers from them or whatever? And I was like, I don't know, babe, maybe you're right. We'll see what happens with that. But it is possible. I think they're going to introduce Super Scrolls, but I think they're going to introduce them as just like scrolls with the powers of different heroes. Um, and it's it, it could be really interesting if they introduce the Super Scroll and we kind of see the powers of the Fantastic Four and we all know what that mm-hmm. means that he's met them and that he's got you know uh and then that maybe they free them at the end or something if they're all in those little yeah. tape those little beds or whatever or even if that's all that we get we and that list if it's just a super scroll with the power that's uh-huh. that's all i need in this that just shows me that we're working our way <laughs> yeah well i mean we've got a fantastic War movie on the schedule so like it's it's, yeah. it's coming it's coming uh, we'll see okay up next we have landon thompson another one of our patrons says hey guys I just became a patron. I have greatly appreciated the deeper thought the podcast has created within myself. Thought. Maybe in Kang Dynasty, we will see Scott go get Quantum Kang, as well as future advanced quantum people, and we will get to see that area revisited. I just can't help but worry sometimes that the MCU has a lot of side content to follow up. So many potential plot holes at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that you know quantum realm people are necessarily plot holes because they're just so removed, you know. But like, mm-hmm. there's definitely times when I mean, we talked about it. I think last well, last week we were talking about how like when something's going on, why aren't the other Avengers there? Things like that. Yeah. You know? Um, that's been a question we've had forever. So it's definitely a definitely a thing. Um. And uh, I hope we revisit that area. Like I would take, I would take a quantum realm TV show. You know, like that. Yeah, it's such a great little. Like it was my favorite thing about Ant Man Quantum Mania. Problem is, Ant Man Quantum Mania was so disliked in general that it seems like it's less likely to be something that they expound upon. Yeah, I could live without it. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Um, I could live without it too. I just, uh, I do, I did like it. I did like it. Um, Chris Hitlet, one of our patrons, says, I just had a heartbreaking MCU thought. Remember the moment when Peter B. Parker in Into the Spider-Verse uh, had to go see Aunt May, and he says, I'm not ready for this, before ringing the doorbell. Think about a live-action version of that with Tom Holland Spider-Man meeting a multiverse version of Aunt May, and we get Marissa Tomei back as Aunt May uh, that he sees. Oof. Oof. Uh, I, I'm upset at you, Chris, for trying to break my heart this, this afternoon. Why you gotta do that? Maybe that Aunt May will be as awesome as his Aunt May and, and be his new Aunt May. So it could also be a positive. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets to have that time with her again. And even though it's not her, it is her in another universe. And he might be able to say things that have been causing him to be so... I don't know. What is it when you're alone? Her, he, he seems like he's just away from everybody and sad all the time. This might be able to give him a little bit of closure. Yeah, no, that's true. And I definitely think that's what it would do in the end. Like, it'd be a thing mm-hmm. that he's scared to do. Like, he's, like he said, when Peter B. Parker says, you know, I'm not ready for this. It's like, it's really sad and really a hard moment, but it's something that uh, can bring closure and, like, a, a great, like, it could be great. could be really, really wonderful, but it will make me cry one way or the other. 
Well, is that what was happening in the scene that I didn't see? Like it, he was going to see an Aunt May that was already that yeah, he had lost. So, so is that what the scene was? Okay. Something, something. To that I didn't effect. know that. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um. All right. Up next, we have Megan Lakowski, one of our patrons, says, "Uh, random feedback for Fatwas Falcon and the Winter Soldier." For those of you who are uninitiated with the Fatwas, <laughs> with the Fatwas. Uh, <laughs> Hi, y'all. I re I'm rewatching Fatwas. And I do love this show dearly, but I gotta say, in episode two, when Bucky and Sam fight the super soldiers on top of the semi-trucks, I find it appalling that the writers would think it's believable that Bucky wouldn't be able to fight against three of them. Um, He has been a trained super soldier assassin for 70 freaking years, and after Carly knocks him that first surprising blow you'd think he would figure out what's going on i just can't believe this right now (laughs) i'm gonna just stop for a second because if you remember back to either civil war or winter soldier when they made all those new super soldiers they all were pretty much able to take bucky down too and that was only three or four of them before they all let themselves out when they were in the uh training facility and that one guy's like protect me get me out of here and uh, he does, but they first the one beats him in hand to hand combat when they're training. Sure, I, I think so it's, it's not before. like we haven't seen it before, right? There's a, there's a lot of things here that are for for one thing, like she says he's been a super soldier for seventy years. It is true that he was like a, a super soldier assassin, but there were no other super soldiers that we know of. Well, that's not true. There was Isaiah Bradley. Who was who was a Captain America running around? But I think he was in prison at that point. But or at certain points. Mm-hmm. And Red Guardian. The the Winter Soldier was this like renowned guy, but they didn't know he was a super soldier. They just thought he was this amazing fighter who would show up and kill people. But part of the reason he was able to do that is because he was a super soldier. Fighting other super soldiers is, is not something Bucky's done that much of, except for Captain America himself. Mm-hmm. And that group of ones from. Russia or Siberia. And this is the other thing is like you say 70 years of being a super soldier, but like he wasn't awake most of that time. Most of the time he was like in deep freeze. Deep freeze. Getting and, his mind scrambled. Yeah. And then they scramble his mind constantly. So yes, he has lots of training. I don't want to take it away. He still was able to fight Captain America effectively. Um the other thing I had to thought about, and we've talked about this with other characters, is when a character goes from being bad to good, there's kind of a learning curve. <laughs> Where you're trying to not kill everyone, <laughs> like you're no longer <laughs> just trying to murder everyone in your in your yeah. way. So like, yes. he's probably not hitting them as hard as he could. He's probably not. yeah. He's working through it, not being a, a murderer. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different style of fighting. So there's there's a few things you could say there for for that. But like, I hear you. I do think that Bucky. I think Bucky is a little underpowered in Falcon Winter Soldier, partially because it's so kind of like Falcon's show, and so they don't mm-hmm. want Bucky to be like. So amazing that Falcon has nothing to do. <laughs> and Bucky's going through all the, it's almost like what the Hulk's going through. He's not as powered as he was because now he doesn't have just that murderer's drive. Which yeah. he had when he was the super soldier, which takes away feelings and emotions. And he's working through that PS, PSTD, right? Yeah. PTSD. To, P, God damn it. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh. You know, to try to be a better person. And no matter what, you know, if you're not just this program killing machine, you're probably not going to be going as hard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Um, okay, uh, continuing Megan's feedback. I had to pause the show and write this because it's weighing too heavily on my heart. Uh, I'll give him the first blow. That would stun him. But seriously, two people who have ta- newly taken the serum and received probably 0% of the official training he had. Oh, yeah, he was in the military as well. Uh, were able to hold him back until being rescued by Sam and then stupid new Cap and Lamar, I am livid. (laughs) Okay, that's all for now. I love the podcast so much. For real, it's probably unhealthy how much I tell everyone about it. And love the constant effort that the Stranded Panda hosts put into their content. Love y'all 3000. Megan, (laughs) thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's a fair hit that like that scene plays out a little silly compared yeah. to what Bucky does in Winter, especially Winter Soldier, like in Captain America Winter Soldier. Like we can talk about all day how like, oh, well, he's trying to do this, trying to do that. But he's also like, we've seen him take on the full forces of S.H.I.E.L.D. with like Captain America and Black Widow and do really, really well, you know, mm-hmm. so he couldn't take Black Panther down. It took, true. you know, all of them to stop him. Um, you know, Black Widow couldn't stop him. But, yeah. you know, he doesn't stop Spider-Man when he's with, uh, even with Falcon. The two of them can't really stop Peter until Falcon has to, you know, do his That's little true. trick that throws him out the window. So. That's true. As, as yeah. great as Bucky is, there are moments where Bucky gets bested. And really, all of Winter Soldier, Cap isn't really trying to kill him. You know, ever, as soon as he learns he, that he's Bucky, he's actually protecting him in a lot of those fights. Yeah, he the only person that Bucky really gets in that is Widow. Like he would have killed her if Buck or if Cap didn't show up at that last second. He had just right. shot her, and he was about to blow her face off. Um, and she almost got him, but she didn't. I love yeah. that scene so much. He yeah, would have he would have gotten her. Such a good scene. Uh, up next, we have Winston Gordon, one of our patrons, says. Hey, y'all, just wanted to say the episode title of the news episodes. Oh, this was really funny. And I don't know how many people caught it before I got this message and changed it. <laughs> but uh, Really? People <laughs> messaged you and complained about this? Oh, they just let me know. I don't think it was a complaint. It was just letting me know because it was a mistake on my part. I thought it was very funny. This is, uh, Winston uh, wrote this message saying, the news episode this morning made me do a double take because John Major's arrested and we finally have a release date. <laughs> Seems like a complete sentence on a singular thought. Yeah. So thank you, Winston, mm. for letting me know because I changed it immediately. I was like, right. We only have a release date for a TV show. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we don't have a release date for uh, Jonathan Major, which I think he... He's I don't released. Think he's, yeah, he's released. He's long released. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> That's a funny mistake. Um, up next, we have Net, one of our patrons, uh, says, just listen to the episode where y'all talk about Philly cheesesteaks. Philly and cheesesteaks? Does this person not know that I'm from Philadelphia? I don't know. Uh, we, okay. uh, we talk about it from time to time, for sure. Uh, we talk about you a talk lot about, in the last episode. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, we talk about Philly and cheesesteaks. If you ever do come visit, try Joe's cheesesteaks on uh, Gerard Avenue. No, not your thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. We have a no dissenting Gerard. opinion. Uh, <laughs> Woodrow's on South Street. How about that one? What uh, Woodrow's on South Woodrow's Street? On I don't South like Street? truffle in my. Uh, no, John. You know, our gyms are nothing. <laughs> gems are nothing wow that's a that's a that's a take there's 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 cheesesteaks all over that city 
I don't like truffle in my cheesesteak, though. That mm. doesn't sound great. I love, I love some truffle fries, but I don't know about in the cheesesteak itself. I'm not that fancy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like a whiz. I'm a whiz guy when it comes to cheesesteaks. I like, I like, at least like that's the, the one I had first in Philly was like the Pat's cheesesteak with whiz on it. Ugh. Yeah. That's what I used to love. These days I don't really do whiz on my cheesesteaks, but when I, uh, there was a guy from Philly who came down here and started a cheesesteak place here and they taste very authentic because he's from there, but he doesn't do, he, for like the first couple of years I would go in there like, do you have whiz? And he'd be like, no, we don't do whiz here. No, that's not like it's definitely like a thing in Philly though. Like people do it's it. It's just Pat's and Geno's. Okay. And it's just to make it go faster. You just push right. this stuff on the cheesesteak. I like when they mix like the it's like a provolone and a mozzarella and then they throw something else in there and mm-hmm. spice up the cheese. That makes it more authentic to me, I think. Right. Yeah. I just I I like Pat's and Geno's. At least when I was 17, I loved them. Right. Uh, it's been it's been a long time. My my taste has changed a lot, but back then it was just this, you know, big meaty cheese whizzy like mess. Oh my god, they so do good. not look like that anymore. They're like thin and it looks like steakums. I swear to god, like if it, oh, if that, they that if it sucks. came out that they were just chopping steakums up and throw them on there with whiz, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh no. All right. Well, I got to get back up there and uh, re reassess my my uh, cheesesteak love. Um <laughs> and uh, I'll try I'll try all these places net. Uh and super random getting back to net's feedback and super random but an awesome uh halal shawarma place called Sods uh, also has great cheesesteak. Sods. Any 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 knowledge of sods? No. Uh, Been listening to y'all since Shang Chi, and haven't looked back. I love everything MCU, and I don't know why it took long so long for me to seek out other nerds. I've wanted to write in so many times, uh, but never got around to it. And I just kept nodding in agreement with almost all of Matt's opinions. MCU soul brother. Hashtag MCU soul brother. Yeah, that's right. Matt's opinions. MC hashtag MCU soul brother. <laughs> uh, didn't think uh, my first write in would be about cheesesteaks, but here we are. LOL. Uh, thanks for all y'all do. Uh, my morning commutes suck when there isn't a new episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Net. We're trying to keep those uh, feeds full. We're trying to keep those feeds full. It's a, it, it, we're doing a lot now with like uh, with the commentary tracks and the uh, Infinity Saga rewatches that we're starting to record. Like, there's a lot going on, even though there's no content. So we're trying to keep the MCU <laughs> love just like pumping through everybody's hearts, and we're discussing the old stuff. Um, all right, up next we have Dylan James, one of our patrons. Says, hey guys, uh, this is about Multiverse of Madness, which I know uh, was a while back, uh, but I just had a quick random thought. And given that there hasn't been much actual news news to talk about, uh, why not? I don't know if this has been brought up, uh, but do we think that the acronym MOM, oh my goodness, <laughs> was Didn't we always- make this up? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think, I think the people who made the movie made it up, but yes, like... We called this like, uh, let me finish the sentence. The acronym MOM was always supposed to allude to Wanda being the villain. Uh, that she'd do anything to be a mother again. In my head canon, it is. Uh, not a groundbreaking idea, but I think it's pretty cool. You mess with a mama bear uh, trying to get her kids back. Better believe you're going to see some shit go down. Anyways, can't wait to hear some more content from you guys. Love you all in every multiverse. Yeah, so this 
the, basically the day they announced the title of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we called this. <laughs> this was very long time I ago. I say mom to people who, you know, and they don't know what I'm talking about. And so that I, I'm like, oh, shoot, of course. You know, like even Bill, when I would say, when we we're talking on the horror cast and I bring up mom, right. he has no idea what I'm talking about. Right. And I, and I don't know that it's like common in common parlance. It's definitely on this podcast. We call it DS Mom. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, it's absolutely. But thanks for writing in. Uh, it's definitely something we say a lot. We probably should... Uh, more often say that means multiverse of madness because yeah. there's, there's some of those short term shorthand like fatwas we just talked about where we like say it so quickly that uh people probably like what on what show <laughs> uh but multiverse of madness is definitely one that we should probably mention more often but thank you dylan for writing that in uh we definitely need to like be more clarifying sometimes when we talk about these shows uh and uh, and yeah and just know we called that so long we definitely like so as soon long. as as soon as they announced the title, we were like, yeah, that's, that means she's the villain, it's, for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or we were hopeful. I, I, we need to go back and find that, uh, find that episode and just see like, how, how, how sure we really were. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty damn sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Capaz, one of our patrons, says, hello, Ashley and her assistants. <laughs> that's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> we had that one that liked me the most and one that says, we're all your assistants, so... Uh, <laughs> at least this go. one acknowledges you <laughs> Nat <laughs> it's true Just that's kidding. true <laughs> at least I am one of the assistants that's true um, uh, I have heard the theory uh, that one of Kang, the Kangs will betray the council uh, which I think is entirely likely but I don't think it will be Iron Lad or Scarlet Centurion but rather Immortus in the comics Immortus is the oldest of the Kangs and has remorse for what he did in his youth and ends up working with the Avengers against Kang the Conqueror. Hmm. I think that Immortus might be trying to guide the Council of Kangs uh, from within rather than fighting against them, and he may have been the one who exiled Kang the Conqueror uh, in Ant-Man and may do similar things to other Kangs in the future films to try to weaken the Council. He may also change his allegiance later in the films, possibly at the end of Kang Dynasty, and help the Avengers in Secret Wars, or send Iron Lad to assemble the Young Avengers to try to keep his cover in the Council. Love to know what you think. 3,000 love to all, Eric Capaz. Hmm. That's fun. I mean, something's going to have to, one of them are going to have to come to the light side. <laughs> yeah. I really hope we get an interesting, like, dynamic between the Kangs. And all of that sounds interesting to me. Like, I really, I really like that this opening for all these different Kangs gives us the chance to have, like, lots of different characters be Kangs, you know? Uh, not just them have, like, I guess, superficial differences, like the way their powers are or the way they look, but I want them to have different motivations and different goals mm-hmm. and, um, and really see what that means for these different characters. Hmm. And so at, I think they will definitely pull from these comic versions. I don't think they'll do exactly what they did in comics, but like Immortus, just like any other, any other of them could be the one, I guess. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Uh, up next, we got SG, one of our patrons says, hi friends. Just listen to the episode about the strongest Avenger. First of all, I love this episode. It was fun to look back at the Avengers' best fights. 
My question, though, is why does Captain Marvel not get disqualified for her enhanced magic from the stone? All her punches and sometimes her whole body is covered in a magic-y film uh, showing that she's using powers. Isn't this similar to Thor using lightning or Wanda using her magic? Uh, Thanks for the awesome pod, SG. Okay, so... We, we probably could have been better about like how we talked about it, uh, because me- you, you could make that case for sure. But I think our whole goal was who is the strongest in like a melee combat sense. Like, yes, you could call her powers magic, but you could also call Banner's power technology because he gets them from gamma radiation, right? Like, all of the powers of all these Avengers could be. Uh, construed as some form of, you know, except for like, I, I guess visions comes by, but visions could be construed as technology as well. Cause it is just a technological mm-hmm. body. It, all this really vision is his like code that is his brain. So yeah, you could have, you could have made that case for any of our winners, anyone who made the list, basically, even uh, Steve, uh, Captain America technology. You talk about uh black Panther, kind of magic you know like it's Mm -hmm. but i think our goal was to get melee combat power when not enhanced by any outside magic and i think i think we i think we got there because i while scarlet witch has a lot of power like it's all derived from her doing different kinds of magic i think i i i I don't know that she like has is particularly strong naturally with without any uh like when she when she takes down Thanos, she doesn't use her hands. That's really all no. it comes comes down to. And is Thanos like, smacks her around like she's a rag doll in that one scene at the end. Right. Yeah. And she's down and out and can't stop him. Or when he rains fire, she doesn't have enough time to protect herself and uh, kind of goes down. Yeah. So I guess we probably should uh, should have we probably should have specified like we're talking about melee strength in combat, <laughs> but we we well we kind of did, but we didn't say melee. We just said strength like raw power and not magic or technology. So mm-hmm. da, 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 da. that, that was, that would be my, cause it, you can make that case for anybody, but we do see Captain Marvel with the power that she possesses within herself, just holding Thanos's hand open and not letting him snap. And he like bashes her in the skull with a forehead, butt, and she doesn't even move. Doesn't even move. So I think she's a solid winner for uh strongest. Okay, up next, we have Ryan Salazar says, Just heard the most recent cast, and I'm calling it out now. The power broker is either helping the scrolls or they stole some of her formula, uh, used it on themselves, and that's how they become super scrolls. Mmm. It's possible. It is possible. I think that it'd be a little weird because it seems like their powers aren't just... We have we're we're not just stronger super we're not just stronger scrolls now. They it looks like they get the power and there's that one scene in the trailer where they zoom in and it says like DNA and it says Cole. Um, I think they're getting DNA from different Avengers and it would go along with the sort of um comics super scrolls. I think they're getting DNA from specific. Uh, heroes or villains and like infusing them into different scrolls. Like we see yeah. that one who looks like he's definitely like a Groot. Like the clone. Groot one, yeah. Yeah. And like where did they get that? Yeah. Where you be getting Groots? 
I guess maybe one of them went to, uh, what's that planet? He did kind of explode all over the place. And you could probably grow a group from a little branch. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe his Andar. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the Kree Scroll War that like kind of inspired that whole thing. So yeah, so uh, it would make sense that they sense might be they, around. Yeah, it make it would make sense that because it was the Kree, it's the Kree Scroll Wars. The Kree who were attacking clearly Xandar fell on the side of the uh, Scrolls in that war, which means it would make sense that they would help. Mm-hmm. All right, and last one we have for today, we have Will Rose says, "Hey guys, uh, my name is William Rose, and uh, as a fellow artist." I just wanted to tell Matthew, I really like your music. Oh, thanks, Will. Mm-hmm. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, if you ever need a tenor saxophonist, I, I totally got you. Thanks, man. That, I, we, should do, <laughs> we, should, we should collab sometime. Um, and I just wanted to say, I love being able to tune into you guys to get away from the stresses of life and dive into all things Marvel. As we know, Daredevil started filming, and while Kingpin is returning, we don't know who the main villain is. Well, I have a suggestion. Martin Lee. Hmm, aka Mr. Negative. A lot of people know him as the enemy of Spider-Man and Cloak and Dagger, but in the comics, he is a criminal mastermind behind Feast uh, with Dark Force and Lightning and light force, <laughs> dark force and light force powers. It sounds like it's mysteriously yeah. a lot like uh, a, a Jedi and Star Wars? Sith situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we already saw May working with Feast in No Way Home. Uh, so that's an easy way to bring in Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Mr. Negative in the MCU can take revenge on Daredevil for what happened to his family at Midland Circle. Ooh. And in the mm-hmm. comics, he has the power called Corruption Touch, where he could take over your mind. Meaning, he could find a way to corrupt Matt's new girlfriend, She-Hulk, and send her to kill him as part of his dark vengeance. Uh, <laughs> Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones, aka the Defenders, could all reunite uh, to try to contain a crazed She-Hulk while Daredevil and Spider-Man fight Mr. Negative. I think it, it'll be uh, lit, no pun intended. I feel like that was a pun intended. You put it in quotation marks. It's definitely a pun yeah. intended. Um, but tell me what you think. That sounds as good of a like plot structure as I could think of. I, like, I, I love that. <laughs> I think that they won't do that with She-Hulk just because it'll kind of like take... Everyone's a little tired of the crazy woman trope and it being, you know, the guy has to come in and save her after she's going crazy with all her friends. I don't think they'll do that just with, with the ground real things that they've laid with She-Hulk as a character at this point. Yeah. I think it all it would kind of take away from her to have her just being the girlfriend of Daredevil who gets taken over. I, I don't I don't love that. But something sure. along the lines of that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I would mind like. I don't want to create, I don't want her to be crazed because she like. They've already done it with Banner. Like they're just like, it's, ooh, what are we going to do to get the bad guys? Let's make Hulk go crazy. Right. That's true. The top of their they list. have done that with Banner. <laughs> they have done without Banner, which I mean, it's not a bad uh, method if you could, if you could, if you got the powers to do it. But uh, it is interesting. I don't know much about Mr. Negative. Um, I've, I've only really played him in the Spider-Man game and he's all, it, you know, awesome fight scenes in that. But he really, <laughs> in that he just had like, almost like electrical powers. Like it didn't seem like he did any kind of mind control, but I guess in comics he has mind control. Yeah. I like the mm, idea of Mr. Negative though. Uh, I just love the yeah, idea that'd be of fun. taking the, 
street-level heroes and villains from Spider-Man and Daredevil. I, I want Tom Holland in this thing. Like That would be the thing. You know, we've talked about it. Yeah. Or at least in the next uh, Spider-Man movie, I'd like to see Daredevil. Like, I really want to see that like Daredevil be the new like father figure for Spider-Man. Like uh, he, he needs, he needs a, I mean, he needs to be his own man, but like, I really, he's an adult now. He can do it. Yeah. But he still like needs a mentor. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing wrong with having a mentor. Oh man. Or maybe just a friend. Maybe, maybe they're just buds. Uh, let them be friends. Like yeah. they are in the comics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Okay. Well, uh, I like the idea, though. I just, like, what makes me excited and what, what was so much fun about, like, stuff like the Defenders is you'd get these scenes that seemed, like, so grounded and interesting yeah. and, like, adult, and the characters would move through this stuff, and then suddenly you look on screen and it's, like, Power Man punching, you know, uh, punching the Iron Fist and creating, like, a ripple through the streets, and it's like, oh, like, I just got to see this, like, comic booky thing that I remember from when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the best part of it. it and is. it's like even mentioning that, thinking about the show, they literally just did that with Electra. So it's like, can it not be one of Matt's girlfriends who are causing us? Matt needs some other problems besides 99 problems, and girls are all of them, apparently, for Matt Murdock. <laughs> I mean, they just had it be Electra, be the That's big true. Problem. They're different things, but yeah. Like, Electra is more like always sort of this like problem for matt you know yeah but specifically when she was the black sun or whatever the yeah, hell yeah. she was in that black sky the black sky she was taken over <laughs> yeah but i'm, I'm, I'm kind of down for whatever i just want to i would love to see a big fight with all those characters um and i'd love it to be like something that really made sense for all the characters like i feel like oh this feels grounded and interesting and then suddenly like it's just a big fight that still feels important to the characters but it it's also silly comic fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yep. that's what his uh, feedback reminds me of, is that, that, like, I don't know, being able to take all these toys out of the toy box and actually get them to fight each other is, is super fun when you make it grounded and interesting. Um, when you right. don't, it's sort of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I watching people bash toys together? Like, I don't care about that. But if you make me care <laughs> and then you make toys bash together, I'm all for it. Uh, well, Ashley... Uh, you got any any thoughts on on this uh, this year MCU? I'm excited to go see Guardians. <laughs> Me too. I just need a, I need a movie with my people that I love and and know and really are invested in. Even if it's going to break my heart, I can't wait for Guardians. Yeah, same, same. Um, we got our tickets this week, so we're excited. We're we gonna be did. Doing, doing our live reaction on that Thursday when it drops. On Thursday, so. yeah, yeah. Come hang out. We'll be over on a on Twitch that night. And we got we got a lot more before then. I mean, we got like a, what a month left, not even little less, less a little less less, less yeah. than a month. I'm excited. Me too. All right, guys, we'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and a special thanks to all of our subscribers at Patreon.com/slash/MCUcast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right, there's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. 